It seems odd to be talking about the endings of a season just as we're headed into the beginning of the summer, but that's what we're going to do today. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of June 29th, The Endings. All the things that we thought about that are ending right now. So we decided we'd spend the day this morning uh, talking about those things that are ending here at Longleaf Breeze. Leading off with, strangely enough, the end of the blueberry season, which seems a little early to us. Yeah, and all I can think is that because our plants are still young, and we don't, the really the ones that did the best were the early season blueberries. Exactly. The climax and the premiere are the ones that were most fruitful. We do have a few berries left that are not yet mature on a couple of tiff blues. Yeah. But they're just not growing that much, so there's not that much there. Yeah, so uh, for us... Blueberry season is coming to an end. However, uh, this past Friday, we went to visit the farm of our friend George Brown, who has a lovely blueberry you pick. Um, and Oka Choy Farms in Equality, Alabama. We highly recommend it to anybody in the area who wants to go and pick some, some blueberries. And, so, and his, his crop is actually just now hitting its peak, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes. He's doing real well, and he's going to have ble- berries probably for another month. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Uh, George is just a nice guy. He's been very helpful to us. He's a great mentor to us mm-hmm. about our blueberries. And um, he and Tony are just good people. Yeah. We enjoy hanging out with them. And we uh, certainly enjoyed picking his blueberries. And we came back with five gallons of blueberries. And, and believe it or not, we're already talking about the fact that we need to go pick about five more <laughs> gallons. <laughs> so we'll probably, over the 4th of July weekend uh, or sometime during the week, we will go and pick some more, and hopefully we'll have uh, Adrian, our announcer, with us and her fiancé, Eli, to help us out. So we're planning to put them to work picking blueberries, yeah. and we will let them pick two gallons, and we will give them a handful to take with them. Yes. We'll let them take some back to California. <laughs> um, but the other thing that ended, uh, although it ended on a very high note, was our very small peach crop. We had uh, the two June golds, one of which just had very few fruit. Um, on them. In fact, they were very small, and I don't think they ripened at all. Well, they're still there, but it doesn't they look They aren't ripening uh, yet. So. But the other June gold had some small but delicious peaches on you them. You just couldn't ask for a tastier peach. Mm-mm. They were uh, wonderful. Now, these are uh, cling seed. So, yeah. Uh, they're rather hard to cut up into half, for example. You have to just sort of gnaw at it, and enjoy the peach. But that's what we did, and we've had wonderful peaches. Yeah. But we didn't have very many. Of course, the tree's very small. So that that's over, but we have high hopes for next year. Yes, we do. And the strawberries have ended, unfortunately. Again, that most of the plants were newer plants that um, had not sent out many daughter plants. So we hope that next year we'll have a better strawberry crop. We are looking forward to their putting out more daughter plants and sort of taking over the the south end of row 11 down Mm -hmm. there. That's right. Um, And I don't know whether we will leave the strawberries there or start a new bed somewhere. Uh, I guess that's a question for the farmer-in-chief. Right, right. You'll have to think through what you want to do there. But the immediate... 
thing that needs to be done now that they're done, now that they're finished, is that I need to go down and mulch with some newspaper because the weeds are just taking over down there. And I didn't want to get involved with that while they were still producing because I, I fear that they, the daughter plants may not be able to attach so well. But at this point, I just want to control the weeds. So that's a whole other story. But that's my next plan for those strawberry plants. Okay. Well, while we're talking about weeds, let's talk about what you're doing to end weeds as we know them in, on the aisles of Veg Hill. Yeah, we hope. <laughs> he said with tongue firmly buried in cheek. Yeah, no, no way to end them completely, I don't think. But you certainly have been working hard. What you're doing is taking big sheets of cardboard, yeah. putting them down on the aisles and covering them, well, first getting them nice and moist. And, and having to plug up every hole because they're suppressing the weeds. So if there's any um, gap between them or, you know, how you get the weeds broken will down. Find a way. Yeah, and if you, if you have a broken down cardboard box, then it may have, <clears throat> you know, the gap between where you, uh, let's say you open the top out, it's got slits in there. So you're going to have weeds that come up. And as you said, they will find a way. So if there's a gap or a hole in the cardboard, I cover that up with uh, thick sheets of newspaper. Thicknesses. And then cover that up with hay and get mm -hmm. the hay nice and moist yeah. and uh, provide a, a decent mulch there in the aisles of mm -hmm. Veg Hill. It doesn't last forever. Interestingly enough, we've not had as much problem this year, at least, with weeds in the rows themselves. The main uh, cussing I've heard you do is about <laughs> yeah. the weeds in the aisle. Right. The aisle, because, and what they do is it's that crabgrass, I guess, it just it sends out runners and it just, you know, will take over a flower bed or a, or a veg bed in no time because it'll, for some reason, they want to run right into the veg. And um, so I have to pull those back and I still have a lot more weeding to do on that as well. But we are making progress yeah. and slowly figuring out how to reduce the amount of time you have to put into just garden variety weeding. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the goal. That's the goal, and and we're moving closer to it. Although it still is a real pain for you. And somehow, in the process of doing whatever I was doing on Monday, I've picked up poison ivy on my arm. Didn't think I could get it out there, but uh, and I didn't see any. But something has has. Um, at least I have the symptom of poison ivy. And we're ivy. speculating it may be in the hay that, that we you used. are distributing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it wouldn't be unheard of for, for hay to have a little poison ivy in it here yeah. and there. So yeah. um, not enough to get wrought up about, but it is one of those things you say, oh, man, didn't think about that. Didn't think about that. That's right. So. Well, let us pause for a moment of silence in memory of the three-quarter inch PVC pipe. <laughs> the end of the three-quarter inch PVC pipe. I'll include a note about this on the show notes page so that you can um, find out more about it. But uh, suffice it to say, we ended up with a whole lot more three-quarter inch PVC pipe than we ever could use um, when we built the barn. And I've slowly been pulling from it for this and that. And here it is, how much later? Almost two years later? Mm-hmm that um, we actually ended up, the we used up the last of the three-quarter inch PVC pipe yesterday. And you've been using it heavily, and in that case yesterday, for trellising the tomato plants. Yes. 
And I've also been using it for its intended purpose, which is drip irrigation. I've been, you know, all Mm -hmm. of the individual lines that run out to the various points with faucets here on the farm, here at the core campus at least, are three-quarter inch PVC pipe. So we used up a lot of it doing that. And it's just a good utility material to have around. I talked on the uh, post about the various ways that I put it to work. But it's done now. So if we need any more mm-hmm. three-quarter inch PVC pipe, we're going to have to pay cash money for it. Oh, boy. That that will be... What a downer. A downer. That's right. Uh, well, I also, you've been baking a lot of bread with your new Father's Day present, the KitchenAid. So in Aid. keeping with our theme of endings, I call this the end of buying bread at Costco. Or at the end of buying that fancy, expensive bread anyway. At Earth Fair, too. Earth Fair's and at another. Earth Fair, that's right. They were getting some of our money as well. They were getting a lot of our money. <laughs> um, so what we've discovered, we think, is uh, a way reliably to make homemade whole wheat rolls that are light, fluffy, and delicious in the sun oven. And they are delicious. I should echo that. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I I appreciate that. They are uh, really tasty and not particularly expensive to make. And, of course, we don't pay anything for the sun. God provides that, and we are grateful for it. So we're just real proud that we have um, been able to accomplish that. That's something Mm -hmm. that you and I have been talking about and thinking about for more than a year. This idea of figuring out a way to bake bread reliably using the sun oven. And and I'd like to say that I think these rolls are pretty healthy because you're using all freshly milled whole wheat flour uh, made from or ground from the wheat berries. We bought at a local granary right around here. Now, of course, it's not grown here in it's Alabama. It's not grown here in Alabama, but we did buy it from our friends at Oakview Farms Granary. Um, I think it's grown in Idaho or Montana or someplace like that. Yeah, but it's but uh, the whole, the fact that it's whole wheat flour, um, you use honey, I believe, in the I recipe. Do. So it's and got olive oil, olive and oil, you know, natural ingredients. So we hope it's. I hope I don't add too many pounds here before Adrian's wedding. But <laughs> actually, I'm trying to get rid of a few pounds. So the bread's probably not helping me in that oh regard, yes but it is because it's improving your frame of mind it's making <laughs> you more cheerful right well it's good and I, and I do love bread good bread especially yeah and you know another thing I'm very happy to say has ended is the drought we um, have been telling you about the dry hot weather we experienced through most of the latter part of the spring um, we had 1.4 inches last week uh, last Wednesday, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. shortly after we finished recording the podcast. Yeah, yeah one, uh, 1.4 inches of rain. And just yesterday, we had another nice rain, about almost 1.4 inches yesterday as well. So um, that's great news to see some honest-to-goodness rain instead of, you know, 0.01 inches or whatever. Yeah. Um, and also to see uh, the highs in the middle of the day down in the low 90s instead of the mid to upper 90s. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot more bearable, even though, yes, that's hot, but, and I certainly am looking forward to fall, but compared to what pretty much I'd say the entire month of June was like, I am not complaining. So, of course, we're still in June, but most of the month was that hot, dry. So we're glad to see that this particular drought come to an end. We don't fool ourselves into thinking that it's the end of all droughts, but 
it's it, and it may not be relief. the end of this one, but I'll sh- I'll tell you this: it's sure welcome rain. Yeah. To see. Uh, significant amounts of rainfall. Now, yesterday's rain was not our favorite way to get it. It was like an hour of pelting huge raindrops, mm-hmm. angry, violent uh, rainstorm, Most of, uh, a good bit of which probably washed right down the hill. We'd much rather get a slow, gentle, soaking rain, but we'll take it. We'll take it. That's right. Um, we also are nearing the end of all the garlic that's planted out on Veg Hill. Not ending, uh, I mean, it's it's not been eaten yet or consumed, but we are pulling it up little by little. Because each morning when each I walk morning, into the shop, <clears throat> I am greeted by the smell of garlic. Because what we've done is hang that... Um, soft neck, it's soft neck garlic, we should and, mention. And we've braided, braided. the mm-hmm. uh, strands together and tied it all uh, up so that it can air out. Yeah, it's supposed to dry out for two weeks before you use it. And it's airing out in the shop. (laughs) So every morning I go in and open the shop wide open so that garlic can breathe, and frankly, so I can breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That just seemed to be the only place to hang it right now. I don't know. And it works fine. It's not that strong, and it is very pleasant. You know, garlic smells good. Oh, yeah. And we're looking forward to, actually, you may use some of it tonight for the first time. We may be rushing the two-week, Thing a little bit, but that's okay. We'll I'm, try not, I'm not worried about that. We no. thought we would pick one of the smaller cloves off because they, they do vary in size, and uh, hopefully it will have dried out enough for you to try it. And because the other thing that's ending on Veg Hill is the cabbage. I had just a little bit of spring cabbage planted, and it didn't do real well because of the bugs, basically. Can I engage in a short little diatribe here about cabbage? Yeah. I think cabbage, at least for us, is more trouble than it's worth. It's just, I'm struck. It's sort of like corn, where we spend a lot of time and we allot a lot of real estate to it, and you fuss over it, (laughs) and you weed around it, and you talk nicely to it, and then we end up with one or two little lumps of cabbage flesh at the end, and I'm thinking, man, when I compare that to what we get from collards or tomatoes or okra, or you know, it just it, there's no comparison. Well, so. part of the problem is that the, at least the, the cabbage we've planted has been susceptible to various kinds of pests. If you recall from the fall garden, what I had in the spring, this past spring, uh, I'm pretty sure a rabbit was getting after it. And so a varmint was eating on it. Mm -hmm. And that's one reason I had to just whittle down to practically nothing. And you're right, we didn't get a lot of of usable food. This uh, spring cabbage, I planted it in the early spring, but it gets into the, and maybe it was made worse by the drought and the heat, but it was uh, insect damage that we've had. But again, I found some to be salvageable. So you can complain about it, whatever you want, but it is what it is. But that's the end of it. I pulled golly, the last I of it yesterday. And continue complaining about it. And the last, and I put, I had some red Russian kale that I started from seed out in the uh, garden last fall. It wintered over, came up nicely as beautiful plants this spring. And so I harvested the rest of that and we'll mix it in with the cabbage and eat that. So, but and it will be good. The reason that we're doing all that clearing. Well, it's time to harvest these things, but uh, I'm planning to plant pumpkins in a week or so. At the uh, south end of row six. Right. On this, and it will be with the other cucurbits, the other squash, so that we can rotate that entire row a next another year. And, uh, cool. So anyway, uh, right now we have all of that under 
solarizing, uh, I hope it's, it's going to be solarized, uh, clear plastic panels. Promising. Yeah, and so to help do away, that's another uh, one of our little experiments of trying to get rid of some weeds. And continuing with our theme of the ending of things, I'm ready to end the growth in my rate of Internet use. Um, as I talked about on the site this week, I have reluctantly concluded that I am just too connected to the Internet and therefore less resilient than I should be. Um, that is not your viewpoint. That is my viewpoint. And I have invited you to answer what I put on the site, and you've not gotten I need to do to that. No, that, you're right. I haven't gotten around to it. But <clears throat> just a, a sneak preview of what my argument will be is that in attempting to become resilient, we need to take advantage of the vast information highway that's out there um, while, it, while it is there. I love the fact that if I can't remember how deep to plant my okra, I can get online and find out, you know, in very little time, uh, I can find a, a reliable, uh, trustworthy si source of information about planting okra. So that's just one example, a very simple one. The fact that the information, yes, in the future may be limited, so let's glean it now while we have it. I'm not sure I disagree with that. I, I agree with you that it's handy to have information available to you. You could say that we should be cultivating sources of information that are more resilient than the Internet. But the main um, reason that I'm nervous about my Internet use is that not only am I able to use it for the, the information that I need, but also it has become my entertainment where I sit here at lunch and I read my doomer porn as we described <laughs> you know, all about yeah. peak oil and mm -hmm. collapse of the economy that people are expecting to come and so forth. Well, I sort of get it now. I know that we are approaching or soon will approach the peak in oil production. I know that our economy is going to collapse. I know what that's going to mean. So now I really need to focus on the practical day-to-day -day coping mechanisms that you and I need to put in place and that we need to encourage our community to put in place. So I'm, I, I'm just thinking it's time. Well, we can continue that dialogue another time, can't we? Yes, but we won't continue it today because we're out of time. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we will look forward to visiting with you soon. Take care. You've been listening to Long Leaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the Daily Farm Log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.